All right. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to the Call of the Farms. This is going to be one of our weekly updates. I'm Tim Ng. It's my lovely wife, Sophie. Hey, everyone. So let's catch everybody up. Oh, yeah. That's right. I should be drinking, too. Mm. I made Thai milk tea. Thai iced tea, milk tea. With our raw milk? With our raw milk. Mm. Pretty good. I like it. <laughs> well, anything to keep me up, and even though this is late at night. <laughs> it's only 9.30. <laughs> All right, let's catch everybody up on what we've been up to. Past week, you've yeah. been getting back into the garden? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing that we have in the garden right now are these garlic bulbs that we put in last October. And over the weekend, I was doing some cleaning mm -hmm. and found a bag full of garlic mm. from last June when we harvested. Mm -hmm. So it has not been stored properly. It's been in dad's um, closet. And with the events around dad's health and yeah. homeschooling, the book launch, things just got lost moved around we had guests and so we just kind of moved things into the closet mm -hmm. so i found it and half of them were already going bad mm. so i said let's just go outside and put it out in the garden um and so we did good. and it was really it was really good i mean this is obviously not the ideal time to be planting garlic bulbs in the garden because typically around like october november november mm -hmm. being the latest um, it needs to go through about 30 to 40 days of mm -hmm. um, 30 degree, 20 to 30 degree weather. Um, so we didn't have, obviously, these ones in place. We have our first batch that's already in the garden. That's ready to go. But, um, yeah. yeah, we put them out. And cool. I figured it's still cold. We have, like, at least the next seven days will be in the 20 degrees so yeah, it's still winter time and you still got, pretty cold. You got the kids out there. That was awesome. Yeah, we went out there. We started putting them into the ground next mm -hmm. to our current um, harvest of garlic. And and our garlic right now from October is already up to here. Like That's pretty it's already good. sprouted off the ground. Yeah. And even with the winter um, mm -hmm. cold freeze that we just had, yeah. I put a frost blanket over them and they good. survived. So that's really good. That's awesome <laughs> because we've. We had some unexpected frost here and there, but mm -hmm. we learned from the previous year putting out the frost blankets. So yeah. 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 And that's good because during this time of year, things look pretty yucky outside. It's after harvest and things were, a lot of it was covered in snow, which made it look a little prettier with the snow. But once it all melted, I understand that it's, it gets pretty, eh. So, yeah. I mean, once once we got the first hit of frost, I want to say it was the 31st of October mm -hmm. uh, last year, a couple months ago. And once we got that, everything just quickly went downhill, as it normally does. But it's a pretty dreary time of year this time. Mm -hmm. uh, what we're, we're in February when we're recording this. Right. And... Things are brown, they're yucky. I haven't cleaned much of anything from the garden from October. So things have just fallen to the wayside. But what's nice is we put the seeds into the ground and this time of year is actually one of my favorite times mm -hmm. of year because things are starting to come alive again, even the grass. <laughs> There's new life and 
It actually never fails. It's during this time of year we actually have more visitors come, maybe because it's a little bit slower. I think people are trying to get caught up with things. And actually, it's actually a very good time for homesteaders like ourselves because then we can actually get caught up with projects. Yeah, But, kind of. Well, at least <laughs> attempt to get caught up with projects. I know today I, I was trying to work on fencing, cross fencing, which I started. I don't know, at least six months ago and got caught up with other priority projects. And if you're homesteading, you understand what I'm talking about. And this is something that I had to learn to accept because coming from the city, it, I'm more driven, like I'm project based. So I stick with a project till I'm done. And it really bugged me when we started homesteading that there are several projects that are left unfinished not that it's purposefully <laughs> meant to be that way it's just because sometimes you have to put out some other more pressing fires at the time but also we're part of the sandwich generation meaning we care for our parents and sure. we have children so mm -hmm. we're here we still work full-time we homestead we homeschool so I think we have to give ourselves a little bit of grace yeah. and be okay with the fact that sometimes homesteading projects can fall <laughs> they, to the wayside. They do. But they're not a, forgotten, though. They're yeah. not forgotten. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably more overwhelming living this kind of life than it was before, a where we bit. could order our groceries and have them delivered to us. I do miss those It's simpler times. <laughs> but we are. I would say we're still in the transitional phase, even though we have been farming for some time now. I still consider ourselves in transitional phase where, we're, where we have one foot in the matrix and one foot out. And that is by design because it's also by choice. You have children too. And also, we've come from the matrix. You don't just rip the band aid off and jump straight into homesteading. Even though homesteading is romanticized on a lot of platforms and a lot of festivals and whatnot, there is quite a bit of work that's involved. And it's been a learning process, but at the same time, it's been such fulfilling work and there's just a lot of things to do at a given time. And it teaches our children a lot of responsibility, so there's a lot of positives. And at the same time, we want to still have that happy balance of, okay, maybe going to the parks, maybe going to some of these other things to be able to take a break sometimes is still good. You yeah. Know, we still exercise that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the kids are doing well. Mm -hmm. I feel like they have a very positive outlook on life. They are extremely resilient. <laughs> yes. One of the things as we were putting the garlic into the ground, I was doing that with them. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I don't know if this is going to turn out because mm. some of the chips had turned brown. Mm. Uh, and I, th I think we could still salvage them. I feel like, I mean, the rest of the bulb felt pretty firm. It was just the yeah. tips. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And the little one said, well, we have hope for the future. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. And the older one said, better late than never, mom. And it yeah. was just a... Good reminder. Good reminder. Yeah. And I realized that, okay, so they have heard a few things that... Mm -hmm. I've said in many of my conversations that they're reminding me again. And I'm so glad that mm -hmm. they can remind me of these moments where things can look pretty dreary. And so I, I want to give you that as a little bit of encouragement because things right now, not just in the garden, but the events that are happening around the world right now can be pretty grim. Mm -hmm. 
but just know that wherever you are, whether you're in a condo still or you're in the city or the suburban life, or, or even if you are in the country life and things are hard because things are really hard now, the cost of everything is mm -hmm. rising and we hear it all across the board from everybody. Just know that even if you start where you are, where you are, even if that's just one seemingly rotten seed <laughs> that may look like it may not make it, plant it into the ground. Take that first step and say yes to your dreams. Yeah. And you'll know that, you know, it may be 10 months mm -hmm. because garlic takes 10 months for a full complete harvest. <laughs> but it could take several years for whatever it is that you're hoping to do, whether you're wanting to learn how to cook from scratch or um, wanting to raise your own meat or grow your own garden. Start with what you've got, where you are. Yeah, we've been there. We know, we can totally empathize where, where you may be in this homestead journey. So even if you're just thinking about it right now, I have a lot of clients that are at least six months, six to 12 months out, but they know that that's something that they want to do. So they'll contact me and you know what? There are just small steps you can make every single day. So even if you are living in the city, living in a condo, you can still grow your own food. You, yeah. know, you don't have to be totally reliant on the grocery stores. And for us, we just move really quickly as fast as we possibly could coming from Silicon Valley only because we saw that the urgency and I'm sure many of you have seen that as well. And we just kind of used whatever we had, like whatever skill sets we had, and we just moved as fast as we could. And I, and I know that a lot of people are thinking about that these days. So it doesn't matter whether or not you're motivated and you wanted to, you wish you were doing it years ago to those that are thinking, you know, it would be prudent to have a garden or to be able to start something. That's, that's all great. And that's why we're sharing the story about growing the garlic instead of saying, oh man, that was a year old. It must all be bad. I got to start over. And then feeling shame about it. No, just give yourself grace. Yeah. I, I almost didn't post that. I posted our story on Instagram and I almost didn't post it because you're right. I felt a lot of shame. Like, oh, I know I shouldn't be planting this garlic into the ground this time of year i'm late but at the yeah. same time i also was looking at the bulbs and going these guys won't make it till october <laughs> yeah so i could have just not posted it um, out of shame right. but at the same time and sharing that there is hope mm -hmm. and what the children said at the time so it got actually quite a lot of engagement on that post and i'm, I'm just really shocked and really glad to hear because in this way, we're also testing in this, this lifestyle and, and me working in optimization and growth, mm -hmm. we're always testing. My background is in science and psychology. So I'm constantly thinking about how to optimize, how to make things more efficient, uh, how to do things better, how to mm -hmm. make things more nutrient dense in this case, like with the least amount of ingredients. But also, you know, thinking about what we're putting out there, I don't know, it could mean that we're stretching out our entire harvest so the first batch that i already have into the ground will be ready in june mm -hmm. but maybe this will afford us garlic throughout summer late summer maybe even august that would be cool that would be really great because if it works out i might just do this again next year there you go and have 
too, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know how things are going to turn out. But all I'm saying is, you know, don't look at your failure as the final and end all. My mom just recently said to me, and I wish she told me this 40 years ago, but mm. in, in talking through a lot of the challenges that we face now mm -hmm. as parents and homesteaders and doing all the things or trying to do all the things and, and failing, my mom said, um, which means failure is the mother of success. Hmm. And I wish she told me that 40 years ago because I grew up with mom being really hard on me. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a Vietnamese saying. I thought in the Asian culture, you just have to be perfect. Yeah. Failure and you're out. Yeah. <laughs> you are Failure, cut off of the family. <laughs> and I disown you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you share this and I'm so glad that the kids remind us because sometimes we do need that reminder. As parents, we often have our heads down and are like constantly like trying to figure out what we're doing. But it's also refreshing to know that the, our kids are listening to what we're saying and we're putting out some good info and we just need to be able to remind it um, at key points. And yeah, that sounds like that's what happened. But I'm so excited because like you mentioned, there's a lot of new life going on on the mm -hmm. farm. We have, I wish I can share it right here on this, but we have a lot of baby lambs and those are my favorite. Yeah, we just got another one today. Yeah, this morning too. And he's a black yeah. lamb. And I love black sheep because I kid. <laughs> identify as I kid. one. I identify as uh -huh. a black sheep. I always have. But I have a particular liking to our yeah. black sheep and yeah. i try to keep them all i don't i, know. I have a hard time no. uh gonna... letting them go and so those are i don't know i i had a dream like maybe we just have raise all of our black sheep and or call it a day <laughs> they're gonna continue to multiply we're gonna need more land or something yeah so we started <laughs> with two yeah. sheep that we brought from East Friesian, East Friesian yeah. uh, ewes from California two years ago when we got here. I can't yeah. believe it's been two years. Yeah, it's been. And now we are up to 13. Is it 13? Wow. I thought 11, but yeah. yeah. And wow. we've harvested a few and lost a few. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting. In fact, the little one and I, the last couple of days, we, I had her do an audit of all her farm animals because one of mm. their new homeschooling projects at their co-op this coming week or so is to help work on self-publishing a book, which That's... is great because I know nothing about the self-publishing world, only from the publishing world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, they, the little one wants to work on a book to mm -hmm. show our progression of our growing farm over the last four years and how we started. And I think it's, it was really fun to go back and do an audit of all the animals and their names and the stories behind all of it. And I think that's just really great for her to, to have. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also really happy with the calves. This is our first year having oh. baby calves with us. That's not, is that right? Mm -hmm. I think so. I don't recall last year we had calves. Well, like, on we our had Miss Brown. Oh, no, yeah. not on our property. Yeah, yeah, we had our first calf on our property. Um, this. I had to get used to them. Year. Actually, I was talking to John, our mentor, and 
I'm, when I go out to feed them, a couple of them were like jumping around. Like, and these guys are big. These calves are pretty big because we're going to be processing them in uh, June timeframe. Well, these are, no, those are not the new calves. You're talking about our calves that we got yeah, there's last a year. Sorry, there's a mixture. We yeah. had older calves. So Steve and Heather. Yeah. Steve the steer yeah. and Heather the heifer. Right. And they're frolicking around and they're pretty big and I thought that they had some sort of like mad cow disease or they're gonna like charge me but instead I found out they're just happy to see me because they know I'm bringing food but the little baby calves that we have they're adorable I have I think they're starting to outnumber the photos and videos on my camera than what I have on my children but they're awesome I've got little calves little lambs yeah and we got our first bell fair hmm. Uh, last week and so she is yeah so a Belfair is a 50% Jersey cow and 50% um, Dexter mm. which is great for our smaller acreage farm we've got five acres here but they're very docile we might even try to get a Belfair bull, bull because they're very docile and they can be okay. raised here which is great because cool. one of the most dangerous animals on a farm is a jersey bull and so and a ram but yeah and a ram yeah right. so yeah i think i think it'll be it, it's been a lot of fun a lot of new mm -hmm. life on the farm this time of year and i always forget because mm -hmm. it's usually right after the cold and we're really just kind of gritting our teeth and yeah making sure that we all survive all the animals survive and then next thing you know yep. the snow goes away and all the lambs New come life. out and mm -hmm. and the calves and the grass even which is really exciting yeah to see yeah. I, I get excited about grass it's really good yeah and grass is extremely important for our cows i didn't realize in fact i didn't realize how important grass really is not only for the cows but also to get hay and especially when the winter times here it got pretty bad it got really cold and we had a supplement for hay it's hard enough to find hay because there's a shortage of hay but even more difficult to find no spray hay and yeah. and actually we got some more hay last weekend so that was really good and that's when you know you've become a true farmer and you're also truly appreciate the community you have and who your real friends are because they're going to be able to give you some of their hay reserves. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting. It's so funny because the life that we lived before, people were hoarding their toilet paper. Yeah. And yeah. now we find people are hoarding their hay, our farmers. And, you know, it's just we have got to get more prepared for, for next year. And I think it's because we didn't calculate yes. for all of the extra cattle and all the extra sheep that we have on the farm I remember now. remember I told you that like two or three weeks ago, we had a conversation and we didn't have to have this much hay last year. And then you said, hon, uh, we also didn't have this much livestock. And I was thinking like, oh, you're right. <laughs> we forgot to account for the babies. All babies, so. <laughs> that have now grown up. Speaking of babies, we have we have puppies at the end of September time frame, and those puppies. I don't think we didn't try as hard this coming th this litter and selling all of them off, and they started eating us out of house and home. And we I remember we had 
two left, two puppies left, and we just offloaded them last month. Well, we were going to keep them we, because, we were because we just acquired another 22 acres right. um, to have our farmers lease for that land. Um, and that was unexpectedly too. So <laughs> the, um, the idea was that we were going to have these last two pups we could have on the them. land yeah. and we were going to start moving some of our livestock over. Yeah, well, we would have not had both at the same time, both pups on the new land, but they would have to be, you know, with our parents, you know, with our parents one-on-one -on -one or something yeah, like right, that. Right, that right. way. Sorry, right. So we were going to have, keep up. a pup here and bring either yeah. mom or dad over there with the pup. But it worked out where we got a couple of um, very notable people to, this is all God, that um, they found us and they wanted our puppies. And the first one was... Uh, well, I don't know if we could say it. Yeah. Let's just say uh, we <laughs> we had so much fun. It was we had, we came up with an, another way of saying yeah, it so, we don't so that we don't censored. get censored. Yeah. Um, it is Dr. Mosef Jerkola. Mosef Jerkola, yes. <laughs> and we brought our puppy down to see him down in Florida, and that was a very unique um, once in a lifetime trip. So that was great. Right. It yeah. was a lot of fun. We got to hang out with him and walk on the beach for about three miles. <laughs> and then we got invited to his home and yeah. shared in a nice lunch yeah. together. Learned about watermelon and how important watermelon is and That's the types true. of watermelon you want to have. Mm -hmm. And then we interviewed him for a, a podcast interview for our Call to Farms this um, this podcast. And mm -hmm. We are just trying to find the right time to share it out with you. Um, but yeah, it's one of the things where we just have to be mindful of things like uh, censorship these days. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll let you know when our podcast episode with Dr. Yeah. <laughs> Mosef Jerkola. <laughs> Either way, however you feel about it, we just respect the fact that, you know, the work he's put out and it was a, a very rare and unique opportunity. So we enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Any chance we get to... Get away from the farm too, and take a little break. It's pretty cool. And well, to going see to some Florida, <laughs> and we and and he's a also another best-selling Chelsea yeah. Green author, which is cool. And uh, one of the reasons why I actually chose yeah uh, Chelsea Green was because I mm -hmm. figured if they could publish his book, then they can publish my book yeah. <laughs> because I do call out a few entities yeah. in my seemingly Just beautiful cookbook. Want to keep it real. And then the second person who um, got our last puppy is uh, Mike Fit Farmer. And that, we can say his name on camera. That's awesome. It Fay Armor Fay. Yeah. <laughs> so him and Lacey and their children came and they, they came to visit our farm, which was awesome. We, and if you haven't seen it yet, it's on his YouTube as well as on our YouTube channels. And that was a very unique experience, and we absolutely loved their family, so it was yeah. great. We got to spend a lot of time together. We stayed up late. I cooked a lot of meals for them, and they loved it all. And we went to church together, And too. we went to church together. Yeah. We fellowshiped at night. We stayed up late. We actually <laughs> brought our other friends over. We invited um, Billy and Michelle from yeah, Perma Pastures Farms yeah. yep. over, um, and we just... Just, had a really good time just it's really cool to have like this is our community and we can come together over puppies and come come together over food. good food and it 
It's great. Yeah. I mean, we just, we had a really good time. The kids yeah. had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're excited for the friendships and the partnerships mm -hmm. that we've made and mm -hmm. really excited for this strange time of year because you and I had talked about not doing anything that's hasn't already been booked for the year. So we had six speaking events and we got into a little tiff over not taking any more. And slowly but surely we have managed to fill up our weeks you know. and we are trying to preserve and observe the Sabbath on Saturdays. Yeah. So that is the day that we do get rest. If many of you out there always question like, when do you guys take a break? Well, we do. We yeah, do take a good do. Friday night and we're doing this and yeah, and it's enjoyable. Enjoyable. Yeah. It's okay. not work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was a lot. We've we've done a lot, and then what's upcoming? We we like you mentioned, we are going to be going to a couple of conferences. Yeah. So the next conference is March seventh and eighth, or eighth and ninth, mm -hmm. and that's going to be at the Organic Grower School in Mars Hill, North Carolina. So that's going to be exciting. I'm going to be doing a one and a half. Yeah. our demonstration and talk on the ancient Asian wisdom and traditional cooking with um, showing you how to make chicken pho. So I'm really excited about that because all of my pho demos so far have been sold out and very well received. And it seems to be that a lot of people want to learn how to cook nourishing, delicious Asian food. So I'm really excited to see that because mm -hmm. I questioned who would want to have another cookbook in their home. And I'm so glad that there are people out there who want to learn and share in our culture and our traditions and um, yeah. how we cook for our family. So it's really great. Um, and then the, we have another conference that you and I are going to be speaking at. And yeah, in April, right? In April. And that one is going to be the Farm Where You Live conference in Asheville. North yeah. Carolina. They're both next to each other pretty much. Yeah, yeah and that's going to be exciting because I'm actually, we're both doing a lot of talking in that one. So I am doing a whole hour and a half, again, demonstration on nose to tail cooking and eating. And then I'm also talking about how to create and build community, your local community. Because mm -hmm. I get that question all the time. How did you find it? How do you build it? Mm -hmm. And... Um, I got some quick tips in there. Might be good. Yep. And then, um, you ready to share a little bit about what you're doing with? Um, well, you and I are. Danny? Well, you and I are talking. You and I are speaking at that conference together. I am excited. Yep. And so, what I'm going to be talking about is how to buy land, how to find the right land. So, for a lot of you who are out there looking to homestead, as I mentioned, I work with clients who are even six to twelve months out, and I just kind of start walking them through the process as to things that you need to start thinking about and what to look for when you're looking at land because there are a lot of pitfalls that you want to common pitfalls that you want to avoid one would be to not buy not buy sight unseen okay you can get caught up with a lot of people get caught up with price per acreage and yes there are quote unquote, good deals and values, but you actually have to go and actually physically look at that land because it might be straight uphill. It might be heavily forested. It might have 
neighbors. So anyways, that uh, neighbors that might not, you know, jive with what you're trying to do. So these are just a couple of examples. And so we're going to be, I'm looking forward to talking about that at the and, conference. Yep. And you and I are going to share the stage together. We are because you do loans and you I can, do lending. Yeah. You can give that, um, well, like you always mention, you say, I get the fun part and I do, I like to go shopping and you do the math, you do the numbers to make sure that the clients can afford it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always say that he gets the fun part where he yeah. gets to go shopping with our clients yeah. and I get the hard part where I have to figure out how to pay the bills and <laughs> make right. the numbers work, mm -hmm. but they do work. And, um, uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's really exciting. You also have, um, mentorship program that you're going yeah. to be doing with Danny. Well, yes, which is cool. we have not officially spoken on that yet, but yeah, keep an eye out for if you know, if you in particular are a woman who um, is wanting to figure out how to get past um, some of the mindset issues mm -hmm. that you might have to start a business, to step into um, your life's work. And essentially, what I like to say is finding your ikigai, mm -hmm. which is finding the intersection between what you're really good at, what people need and what people are willing to pay you for because yep. at that intersection where i feel you know has taken a quite a bit of time um navigating through what was expected of mm -hmm. me um, from my parents from our culture society and whatnot once you get to a place of finding that that doesn't feel like work anymore like mm. this is not work to me, um, <laughs> writing the book, going out and meeting people, he, creating content, um, and just being there for people while making money and um, so that we can be in a place of abundance to give. You know, we take this and we build out our farm or we show up for people and farmers who might need the extra support. We're yeah. there to support our community. And that's where it's really important because after years of working in tech and realizing that I was feeding a system that our family no longer shares values in anymore, mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, okay, so then how do we build with the people that do value the same things that we do and are on the same mission? And so we're really excited about that. We haven't officially announced it yet, and it will be for women only, and we will be taking applications. If you go to womeningrowth.com, that's where we're taking applications. Yep. Um, but it's not official yet. So I, I well, that's don't know when this is going to go up. I think you're going to post it up I'm pretty soon. So maybe no. <laughs> you said that this was no edit and we should have edited this part out. But no, in any what? case, it's going to be limited to a, a small amount of women because we want to make sure that with this mastermind, mm -hmm. we keep it small and intimate mm -hmm. so that we can be there as a support for one another. Because especially as things get uh, a little gnarly this year in 2024. We want to be there for one another. We want to encourage and support one another and also push each other so that we can get out of our own ways. And, and yeah. you know, Danny has been a dear sister of mine. I've known her um, at least uh, six years now when she was asking me to come speak at the Growth Hackers Conference. 
and we've gone through a lot of mm -hmm. the pressures of working in tech and understanding that, you know, there's not such thing as a work-life balance, but we try to find that harmony in it all um, and using our skills for good. And that is, you know, sometimes I'm struggling with parent um, caring for my parents and she's struggling with caring for her parents. And we literally had a call this morning and we said, well, if we're both struggling with it, why don't you take care of my dad and I'll take care of your dad? <laughs> Because it, it does. I mean, the work still needs to get done, but where can we fill in for one another? And in ways that, I mean, you are a wonderful partner mm. and spouse. Okay. But there are some things that, you know, I really need to lean on another sister, another woman who understands, That's right. like, the nurturing aspect of it. Not to say that you're not nurturing, but just to, just to have... Okay, let me get myself out of this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're fine. But just to have, just to have someone that... Yeah. is there for you and, um, you know, to cover for you and to hear you and, and, and to be there for you and, and not to, uh, you know, judge you in any way. And I think that's one of the mm -hmm. best things about this. And so we have our weekly calls. We've had it for at least over a year now. We had it, especially during the pandemic or 2020, mm -hmm. um, our weekly calls. And we typically have it at 8 a.m. on Fridays. Yeah. Um, wherever we are, if we're traveling, we still make our calls. If we're home, we make our calls. But essentially what we're doing now is we're realizing that there are women out there. We've had womeningrowth.com up for a, a long time. I started that back in 2017 and I've just let it go. But I've had a forum on there and just a couple of weeks ago, just for giggles, we opened up the forum and there were 70 inquiries. Wow with women who were sharing what their challenges were. And these are the same challenges from back in 2017 where we're scrolling up and reading everything. And they're the same challenges hmm. that both Danny and I have overcome. Yeah. And if it doesn't show you anymore, then, you know, why it's so important. And I tell you this all the time. It's so mm -hmm. important for you to show up because people need to hear from you. Yeah, you do. And like, I'm telling you this example because looking at the spreadsheet, I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, these women, these poor women are struggling with the same issues that I, I think, although in full disclosure, Danny and I have had to go through these. Yeah. We've had to heal. We've had to start the farm. We've had to go down this path of living more intentionally to be able to come back in a place to say, okay, Nice. All right, we now now we can come back and really round it out and and um, at least offer another perspective that is going to be healing and wholesome and and help you step into your place in the world. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, there is such a huge need, clearly, with all those inquiries, and you and Danny are up to the job, up to the challenge, because you, you have gone through. Both of you have gone through this journey, and it's been beautiful to. I've, you know, been able to watch and it's been great. And then there's no, like, you can't snap your fingers and fix it just like that. And it does take a journey of having sisters taking care of each other and you're helping to empower one another to get through these things. Yeah. And 
there is, you know, every person is unique and there are certain things that you bring to the table, your strengths and certain things that Danny brings to the table with, and with her strengths. And we actually share that in an upcoming podcast. So I'm looking forward to releasing that yeah. one too. Yeah, it's been really good. And I think that's one of the things this year is really focusing mm -hmm. on the relationships that matter and really nourishing our bodies, our souls, our families, mm -hmm. because in, you cannot give from an empty cup. That's right. And, you know, we can work our 80 hours a week at a job and come home with nothing. Mm. But that is not good for us. That's not good for our families. That's not good for the people we love and the community that we serve. So really, this is, I'm really excited for it. Um, come June as well, I will be partnering with Maureen Diaz and Erin from God's Good Table, and we'll be hosting a, a luxury retreat out in Lubeck, Maine, mm -hmm. which is gonna be amazing because this is going to be rejuvenating, this is gonna be nourishing and healing. Maureen is an incredible, incredible woman, and the work that she's doing at God's Good mm -hmm. Table is just second to none. I have learned how we have, been in a retreat together in Kentucky last, I think it was August, and we're going to be doing something like that again this year, but we're stepping it up a notch because all of the women that showed up just had such a great time together. We're still part of a text thread that is still going and still encouraging one another, so it's really great, but this is going to be great for and open to couples. Yeah. So you can learn aside alongside Maureen and myself. Again, I was saying that Maureen taught me how to make sourdough bread extra fermented with our own whey, mm -hmm. with my own yogurt that I make from our milk, from our dairy cows. And all of this without having to pull out a machine, without mm. having to pull out a measuring cup, just by feel and That's touch, awesome. which is Incredible. And you guys really enjoyed the bread. We did. We loved it. I mean, that's so exciting. If you want to learn more information about that, I know we have so many events that are coming up this year, but these are the highlighted ones. And go to Sprinkle With Soil, and I believe sprinklewithsoil.com, and there is a link on that page too. Yeah. I remember there's a pop-up for that. But that sounds like a really cool trip. Yeah. And I that's also, that yeah. you could, but I you got to take care of the farm. <laughs> Yes. Fortunately, you will be well armed and take care of yourself. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. someone's got to take care of the farm too. And also with your, with the mentorship program that you were talking about, stay tuned, sign up for our newsletter, go to sprinklewithsoil.com. We're going to be putting out this kind of information so that you could be the first to know about that. And so yeah. it's really cool. Um, thank you so much for joining us with our Call to Farms podcast. We have been interviewing some really, really interesting and awesome guests. But we also want to fill it in now with some updates of, we, we hear you, we've gotten a lot of feedback and you want to hear from us talking. And, you know, that's something that, to be quite honest, 
I thought you wanted to hear more about all these guests too. So that's why I was making a list of and hearing from taking um, advice and recommendations from you out there as to who you want to hear from. And we've actually got quite a few comments as to they want to hear from us talking. And so we are going to do a little bit of both. We're going to still be uh, interviewing some awesome guests, but we're amazing guests. And we're going to be just talking, just have a informal chat just to kind of give an update as to what we're doing. But, and not to forget, that's how we started. We started off in it, these. We did. We we're, did. We're, you're starting off earlier yeah. during the day now at, at like 9 p.m. <laughs> we used to record these podcast interviews at midnight yep. when everything was settled. And we, we were like, hey, do you want to talk? <laughs> it's <laughs> a little fancier now. Now you can actually see us. So we've added video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have a studio, but for now, everything is done here on yeah. our kitchen table. Yeah. But. So we, we thank you for actually staying with us and, and joining us. This is just uh, an informal chat. We're welcoming you into our home here. And we absolutely love these talks that we have because we just want to it's good to kind of it's good to reminisce and think back as to what we just did. It's good for us and you know hopefully it's a blessing for you guys to hear what we're doing because oftentimes you kind of put your head down and you don't know and and all of a sudden like you're you're so busy when you look up and that's kind of the reason why we have our little one working on this book to reminisce and think back on all the animals that we've had too so that we can have appreciation and give gratitude, you know, every day. And that's something that we're trying to implement more as a family to talk about our highs and lows every day and to just have appreciation every morning too for what we have and what we're doing. So this is another form of what we're doing and how we're going to share it with you too. So thank you so much. You can, as always, catch us on Call the Farms podcast. As I mentioned, sprinklewithsoil.com. And if you're interested in looking for more land or to homestead on, you can find me at homesteadingrealtor.com. And Sophie is also on freedomfundings.com for any um, loans or mortgage needs that you have. So thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. Stay healthy. Bye, everyone. <laughs>